Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, September the 27th, 2022. It is currently 9.19 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I can come to you live from this studio, but the reality is this. What happens in this studio is completely irrelevant, completely useless, and a complete waste of my time if we do not have platforms in which this content is placed upon. It is shared to. In other words, without other platforms, I can sit in this studio and sit here and talk for hour after hour after hour after hour, but it is useless and meaningless if this content is not posted on some platform that people can find it, that people may already be on that platform looking for other things and can come across our content. In other words, I can sit here in this room and talk all day, but if there's not, if there aren't other platforms for me to post that content on, then all I'm doing is talking into an empty room. Oh yeah, I may be talking into a microphone, and yes, people may be able to hear us when we're live at the very moment, but that's going to be a very limited audience. The real numbers, the large numbers come from the platforms that we post this content on. And we are currently on all podcast platforms. You name it, you name the podcasting app, we are there. Pandora, we're there. Spotify, we're there. The Deezer, music streaming service, there. Audible, we're on Audible. We're everywhere. We have worked very, very hard to ensure that our content is available on every platform because, look, here's the way it works. I've got to get the content to the people Rarely the people are going to come looking for the content. I've got to try to put it where the people are. And there are certain platforms that already have large audiences connected to it. For example, um, you can take YouTube. There's a good example. YouTube has millions upon millions of users every single day. So you want your content on YouTube. You definitely want it there because people, you have a greater chance of people finding you. In other words, you've got to place the content where the people are. If you, you can, yeah, you can say, well, you can put your content on some website. Then you got to find a way to get the people to your website when they're already on, say, Pandora, listening to music. Well, you can put your podcast there. They're already on Spotify. They're on Audible, listening to audiobooks. Well, let's get, let's get our podcast there. They're, they're on Stitcher. That's a a premium podcast app where people pay money to listen to premium podcasts. Well, let's get our content there. Amazon Music, let's get our content there. So you want to be where the people are. And YouTube, obviously, is a very, 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 very large platform. Even though we are not a video podcast, we still want to be on YouTube to reach as many people as possible. And hopefully people will stumble upon our content Find us and then, well, maybe go subscribe to us on a different podcasting platform. But we want to be there. Think of YouTube almost as a, uh, if you you think of it this way, think of YouTube almost as a search engine. A lot of people go to YouTube to search for different things, for different topics that they're interested in. Well, you want to try to make sure all of your theological podcasts are there so that when people are searching for a theological concept or or a concept or a or for content, 
guess what they will find? They will find your podcast. So when we got the opportunity to be on YouTube, we jumped at it. And now we know at first we had very little control even of what the channel looked like. It was really just our podcasting hosting site saying, hey, would you like your content sent to YouTube? Well, why not? Send it. So they, they pretty much had control. We have a little bit more control now, still somewhat limited, but we've been on YouTube and it has been beneficial because again, let me continue to say this. What I'm doing here in this studio is meaningless. It is useless unless there are platforms we can put our content on. I'm here in, in Abilene, Texas. Who's going to hear me here? Like I've got to go wherever the people are. So we've been on YouTube. And what can I say about our experience on YouTube other than it's been absolutely frustrating, discouraging, irritating, maddening. I, I, I don't even I don't even know if I have the uh, the words to express my feelings towards YouTube at this very moment. We have been just in a constant battle with them. And what is so frustrating is this. Now, listen to me carefully. When you follow every rule they give you, you follow their community guidelines. You don't violate one of their policies. However, time and time again, your content gets banned, gets suspended, gets removed, gets a strike against it, and you're not violating one rule. That is irritating because I am very much of the opinion, and I understand this. I don't care if it's Sermons 2.0. I don't care if it's YouTube. I don't care if it's Spotify. I don't care. Look, they have their rules. If I violate their rules, then that's on me. It's their platform. It's not my platform. It's their platform. So if they say, here are the 10 rules you have to follow to be on our platform, then if I want to be on those platform, I, their platform, I have to follow those rules. If I do not, then I expect, I would hope to get a warning to see if I can correct it. And if I don't want to correct it, then I remove the content. And if I continue to violate the rules, I understand that they may remove all of my content. That's perfectly on them. I understand that. So I always try to operate within those said rules, whatever. Okay. All right. All right. So I can't post. Okay. I understand that. I will try to follow the rules, but when you're not violating the rules and your content is constantly coming under some kind of scrutiny and receiving a suspension or a strike and a possible full ban, that's frustrating. And then when you go through the appeal process, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, and it seems to be so arbitrary. It's almost like, who's working at the appeals desk today? Okay, you know, John's working at the appeals desk. Okay, so today, when I appeal my suspension, it will be lifted. But tomorrow, it may not be John, it may be Bob. And then Bob's like, nope, you, you, your appeal is rejected. They never, ever point out exactly where in the content that I violate the rule, they just say the content violates the rule, but they don't tell me exactly where. And then when you point out, no, I didn't actually violate that rule. Sometimes they listen. Sometimes they don't. Once they reject your appeal, your content is removed. You receive a strike. You've been suspended. You can't post any more content for whatever, how long they leave you in timeout. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. Well, if you look at our YouTube channel, you'll notice there hasn't been any content posted lately. 
because we are once again, we once again have been suspended. We once again are serving our suspension on YouTube. Now we've been, we've received just over, I think in the last month, I think this is number three or number four, where content was removed. The previous ones, I was able to file an appeal and it was reinstated. But this, the latest one, nope. Nope, you're, 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 you violated it. They didn't tell me where. They didn't give me an example of how I violated it. But in every, in every case, it's like you violated uh, YouTube's community standards for promoting misinformation. And I'll be like, no, I was speaking against the misinformation. I was condemning those spreading the misinformation. I'm on your side. Doesn't matter. Your content's been removed. You you said something false about COVID. No, I did not. I said everything in agreement with the World Health Organization and the CDC. I didn't violate. Sorry, your content's been removed. You, you did. No, I didn't. Everything that they have accused me of, every single time, you can go and listen to the content and it did not violate the rules, not even close. No reasonable person could even come to the conclusion that I violated the rules. But here we are again. Today, September the 27th, 2022, and we are currently suspended from YouTube again. <laughs> I, At this point, um, it will be at a minimum like October the 9th. It'll be October the 9th or October the 10th before I can post any new content to YouTube. It will be somewhere in like the second week of October before I can even post any new content on YouTube. So that means whenever they, the suspension is lifted, then I have all of these things to go back in and manually like, okay, send that, send that, send that, send that. And then who knows if they don't find something in the new content that they try to suspend me for again. We're getting very close. I think I, I, if this is strike one, it may be strike one, strike two. I, I think if we get one more strike, we I'd have to look and see where we currently are at. We may be getting close to being permanently banned from YouTube. Now, you may not think it's a big deal, but it's a big deal because as I said here at the beginning, I can sit here in this studio and talk for hours. I've got to have places to post the content or it is meaningless. Now, on one hand, we are very grateful that YouTube is the smallest platform as far as our numbers are concerned. If you look at all of our numbers, YouTube is at the is at the bottom, but YouTube is usually still around over a thousand every couple of days. In fact, let me see here if I can get the latest numbers. Let me see if I can get here the latest numbers. All right. Um, I'm going to go to YouTube Studio. All right. We currently have 235 subscribers, which is, you know, insignificant on YouTube. But, um, okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're averaging around 1,000, uh, you know, for, I mean, it, the numbers are not gigantic. If we go, if I go with our, let's see here. I'm going to go with Lifetime. We current, we've had 40,440 views um, on YouTube. So that's not great numbers. That's not, that's not amazing numbers. So that is as insignificant as insignificant can be. 40,000 is insignificant um, compared to our other platforms, right? We, we reached 100,000 and uh, it was a 24, 48 hour period on one of our platforms. So 40,000 is insignificant. Now, 
listen to me, compared, compared to the other platforms. But if you don't do the comparison and you just look at the number 40,000, that's 40,000 listens, that's 40,000 streams, that's 40,000, you know, people coming in contact with our content. And that's 40,000. And within that 40,000, a number of those people discovered us via YouTube. So if it's just on one hand, it's insignificant compared to the other platforms. On the other hand, if one person found us on YouTube, then it's more significant than the 100,000 downloads because people discovering us and people finding our content is the whole point. YouTube is a search engine. But no, that search engine has been completely taken from us because we supposedly violated a rule that we clearly didn't violate and I have no one to appeal to and no one to talk to. It's just arbitrary. Nope, we don't want your content. Nope, we don't want your content. Well, I understand you don't want my content and that's your right. But if you don't want my content, at least tell me you don't want my content and don't make up some arbitrary rule that I did not violate as your excuse for removing my content. So obviously you can hear that I'm very frustrated because it gets, it gets discouraging because if you look at, you know, 40,000 and you, all of, you know, all of the content is there. We've had someone trying to organize that content so we could create playlists for our specific series. So we, we had someone doing that work and they were going to continue that work. But at this point, I mean, obviously at some point at, at, at the suspension will be lifted and then we'll go back to trying to post our content and trying to organize it and try to do what we can with YouTube. I, I've tried to be very careful. Right now, I understand that like, okay, wait a minute, because here's how the algorithm works. The algorithm really just looks for the title of your podcast episode or of your video or of your content. And if your title seems to have any like, if it has anything dealing with, say, election or COVID or misinformation, like when even you're talking about election, like theologically, like <laughs> theological, the election, like election from God, they will think that you're spreading some misinformation about the election results. And you'll be like, wait a minute. No, that was about the doctrine of election. And then they will, and you'll still get an email back going, uh, well, sorry, we've reviewed your content and we believe it violates community standards of, of spreading uh, election misinformation. I'm like, no, I wasn't talking about the election in the United States of America. I was talking about the election, the biblical election, God choosing and electing. Doesn't Some cases, they, they won't even listen to you and your content still gets removed. It is the most insane things that have happened. Like literally, that has nothing to do with your, what you're accusing me of. Listen to it. They, they will tell you that they've reviewed it. Clearly, they didn't. Because if they did, they would know how foolish their their ban is. You know, no, we're talking about how, uh, you know, we're talking about how some within Christianity is spreading misinformation and it needs to stop. Nope, you spread the misinformation. Wait, I'm speaking against the misinformation. You're accusing me of spreading the misinformation. And th therefore, I get suspended or I get a possible, you know, lifetime ban. It is, it is maddening. And what's so frustrating is if you look at all the platforms we're on, like, again, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Deezer, you just go through every platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, every podcasting app, everywhere. We've never had one 
problem with any other hosting platform. Not one. Not one issue. Not one complaint issue. The only time we've ever had a complaint is when I was trying to promote a Christian podcast, trying to promote it. Then they accused me of copyright violation. Um, and then they filed a complaint against our, our, our um, they filed a complaint to our podcast hosting site instead of just simply emailing me, which was, you know, so kind and wonderful because I would have just removed it. Even though what we were trying to do is telling people, go listen to their podcast. No, 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 no. No, they came after us. So other than Christians, okay, other than a Christian podcaster coming after us, we've never had any issue with anyone for anything. And but uh, but with YouTube, YouTube, I, I don't I don't even know what to do right now. And so this is what happens. I know to you, this seems insignificant. I know to you, you don't care. But from my perspective, it just becomes so discouraging it becomes like, why am I spending hour after hour after hour in front of a microphone when just like that, just like that, a platform can be taken away from me. Just like that, all of that content could just be gone from that end, from a massive platform like YouTube. It could just be gone. Just in a snap of a finger, it could just be gone. And I, I can't stand that that we we that it's come to that like i mean look you can make the rules but at least be consistent with your rules and at least remove the content that actually is in violation of it a lot of my a lot of my content is really going after the same misinformation that they're supposedly going after but they're removing the person fighting the misinformation it makes literally no sense it would be like a it would be like a website that's calvinistic and then you you are speaking against that those doctrines that are that are in contradiction to Calvinism, and they remove your content. They're like, no, no, I'm 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 Calvinistic. I'm going after those things that contradict Calvinism. Sorry, you're removed. No, why? Well, we only want Calvinistic content. I know. I'm I'm defending Calvinism. Sorry, you you've been removed. You've been banned. It makes absolutely no sense. So that's the current state of affairs. So I just wanted to at least turn on the microphone. I don't know if the people who listen to us on YouTube will even, I don't know. I mean, the point is I can't post this on YouTube to let them know, hey, the reason you're not getting new content is because we're suspended. But I thought I would at least put this out there that if someone who does listen to us on YouTube is like, what's going on? I haven't seen any new content. And they check a different platform. They're like, oh, that's why he's not posting on YouTube because he can't. You're right. I can't. Because we are suspended completely. They've disconnected uh, the connection between our podcasting hosting site and our YouTube channel. They completely disconnected it, banned it. So I can't do anything. I literally have no ability to do anything. I can't upload anything. I can't post anything. Nothing. I have no way to communicate with anyone who listens to us on YouTube other than hoping that they will look and try to figure out what is going on. So... Today is no uh, November. Today is September the 27th, and there'll be no new content on YouTube on probably until like October the 8th or 9th. And even then, it'll be old content that we're going back and then placing back on YouTube. So that is the current situation. YouTube has the right to make rules. You would hope they would have the responsibility 
to be consistent in the application of those rules. I know this. Hours of sitting in front of a microphone is absolutely useless if all I'm doing is talking to an empty room. I have to have the sites to post that content. So we are grateful for Spreaker, our podcast hosting site that places our content on all of those podcasting apps. We are very grateful, very thankful for Sermons 2.0 and Sermon Audio, allowing our content to be on there and the Church One app, which they provide. So we still have a platform. Um, I don't know how long, I, at this point, I don't know how much longer we'll be on YouTube. I, I, I mean, Look, we've come very close to being suspended permanently from YouTube in the past. We moved past that, and now here we are, fast approaching another dilemma where we could be in the same situation. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. I don't think it will, but you never know. So um, we, are, we are grateful for the other platforms. We're going to tr- still try to maintain, uh, you know, pr- putting content anywhere and everywhere. And all we can do is, look, I guess all I can do is continue to try to broadcast as much content as I can, hopefully at a, you know, a high level of quality, hopefully, obviously, with as much content as I produce, you could argue that I hurt the quality, but okay, we can have that conversation. But I can, all I can do is produce as much as I can, hopefully at a, some decent level of quality until, well, the wheels fall off, the car blows up. And really, there's nothing else I can do. In other words, all my other opportunities are taken away from us. But right now, we're far from that. Just one one major platform doing this is can just make you go, see, do I walk upstairs and spend an hour in front of a microphone? Or do I just sit downstairs and do whatever I want? And there's a temptation to get discouraged to just want to go sit down and do whatever you want. Instead of spending hours working when you know, hey, guess what? They could just delete it and just remove it. And I know with the other platforms, we don't have the problem. So I need to focus on the other platforms where we don't have a problem. But just one one thing like this can be just like, what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? But that's the situation. I am not the first person to have to deal with these issues. I definitely will not be the last person having to deal with these issues. But it is definitely the reality of the, the world right now. And uh, that more and more rules are being implemented on some of these platforms. And I want to follow the rules, but they don't seem to have a good way of being consistent in how they apply them and enforce them. So if you listen on YouTube, that's the situation. You need to either download the Church One app, Church O-N-E, Church O-N-E. Once you download that app, do a search for Theology Central. We're really promoting that right now. I'm going to Try to double down on promoting the Church One app, or you can find us wherever you get your podcast other than YouTube, okay? other Every other podcasting platform, we are available, all of them, Google, Apple, Pocket Cast, uh, you j- just go through them all, every podcasting app you can find, you can find our content. Music streaming services like Pandora, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, we're there. Audible for audiobooks, we're there. Stitcher for premium podcasts, we're there. You, you, I mean, anywhere, if you know of a podcasting platform and we're not there, let me know and I'll find a way to get our content there if it is possible. So all I can do is try my best to uh, let people know and uh, hopefully 
it won't hurt our numbers. I mean, well, you know what? Ultimately, it doesn't even matter about hurting numbers. Hopefully, the people who want our content will find our content. That's what really matters. Not the numbers, but the people who want it. I would rather have 50 people who want it and are willing to support what you're doing and stand with you than 100,000 who are indifferent and don't really care one way or the other. Now, I know I can say that in theory. In practice, yeah, that 100,000 looks wonderful. But I'm just saying, when you have people who are like, man, I care about what you're doing. I'm supporting what you do. I will support what you're doing. I will listen. Then the, that I, I will post comments, whatever the case may be, that you, you, you really, to be successful in the podcasting world, you do need about those like 50 to 100 like really committed listeners who got your back, who support you, those, because then you can, you, 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 your survival is almost guaranteed. You have about 50 or 100 uh, of those very committed. Um, you, you're, and in some cases, you may never get to the 50 or 100 committed, but you can have 10 or 20 committed. And you, they can they can really sustain they can really basically keep your podcast going uh, because um, there's a lot of things that can just make you go what in the world am I trying to do? But that's the situation. Sorry to take up your time, but I wanted you at least to know what was going on. All right, thank you for listening. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, and we'll be back with some actual live broadcasting of something of greater importance, hopefully shortly. Thank you for listening. God bless.